chapter twenty seven of peveril of the peak by sir walter scott this librivox recording is in the public domain read by dion gines salt lake city utah this is some creature of the elements most like your seagull he can wheel and whistle his screaming song even when the storm is loudest take for his sheeted couch the restless foam of the wild wave-crest slumber in the calm and daily with the storm yet tis a gull an errant gull with all this the champion and here is to thee said the fashionable gallant whom we have described honest tom and a cup of welcome to thee out of luby land why thou hast been so long in the country that thou hast got a bumpkinly clod compelling sort of look thyself that greasy doublet fits thee as if it were thy reserved sunday's apparel and the points seem as if they were stay-laces bought for thy true love marjorie i marvel thou canst still relish a rag-out methinks now to a stomach bound in such a jacket eggs and bacon were a diet more conforming rally away my good lord while wit lasts answered his companion yours is not the sort of ammunition which will bear much expenditure or rather tell me news from court since we have met so opportunely you would have asked me these an hour ago said the lord had not your very soul been under chaubert's covered dishes you remembered king's affairs will keep cool and entremets must be eaten hot not so my lord i only kept common talk whilst that eavesdropping rascal of a landlord was in the room so that now the coast is clear once more i pray you for news from court the plot is non-suited answered the courtier sir george wakeman acquitted the witnesses discredited by the jury scroggs who ranted on one side is now ranting on the other rat the plot wakeman witnesses papists and protestants all together do you think i care for such trash as that till the plot comes up the palace back stair and gets possession of old raleigh's own imagination i care not a farthing who believes or disbelieves i hang by him will bear me out well then said the lord the next news is rochester's disgrace disgraced how and for what the morning i came off he stood as fair as any one that's over the epitaph has broken his neck and now he may write one for his own court favour for it is dead and buried the epitaph exclaimed tom why i was by when it was made and it passed for an excellent good jest with him whom it was made upon ay so it did amongst ourselves answered his companion but it got abroad and had a run like a mill-race it was in every coffee-house 
and in half the diurnals grammont translated it into french too and there is no laughing at so sharp a jest when it is dinned into your ears on all sides so disgraced is the author and but for his grace of buckingham the court would be as dull as my lord chancellor's wig or as the head it covers well my lord the fewer at court there is the more room for those that can bustle there but there are two main strings of shaftesbury's fiddle broken the popish plot fallen into discredit and rochester disgraced changeful times but here is to the little man who shall mend them i apprehend you replied his lordship and meet your health with my love trust me my lord loves you and longs for you nay i have done you reason by your leave the cup is with me here is to his buxom grace of bucks as blithe a peer said smith as ever turned night to day nay it shall be an overflowing bumper and you will and i will drink it super naculum and how stands the great madam stoutly against all change answered the lord little anthony can make naught of her then he shall bring her influence to naught hark in thine ear thou knowest here he whispered so low that julian could not catch the sound know him answered the other know ned of the island to be sure i do he is the man that shall not the great fiddle-strings that have snapped say i told you so and thereupon i give thee his health and thereupon i pledge thee said the young nobleman which on any other argument i were loath to do thinking of ned as somewhat the cut of a villain granted man granted said the other a very thorough-paced rascal but able my lord able and necessary and in this plan indispensable pshaw this champagne turns stronger as it gets older i think hark mine honest fellow said the courtier i would thou wouldst give me some item of all this mystery thou hast it i know for whom do men entrust but trusty chiffinch it is your pleasure to say so my lord answered smith whom we shall hereafter call by his real name of chiffinch with such drunken gravity for his speech had become a little altered by his copious libations in the course of the evening few men know more or say less than i do and it well becomes my station conticure omnis as the grammar hath it all men should learn to hold their tongue except with a friend tom except with a friend thou wilt never be such a dog-bolt as to refuse a hint to a friend come you get too wise and statesmanlike for your office the ligatures of thy most peasantly jacket there are like to burst with thy secret come undo a button man it is for the health of thy constitution let out a reef and let thy chosen friend know what is meditating thou knowest 
i am as true as thyself to little anthony if he can but get uppermost if thou lordly infidel said chiffinch talkest thou to me of ifs there is neither if nor and in the matter the great madam shall be pulled a peg down the great plot screwed a peg or two up thou knowest ned honest ned has a brother's death to revenge i have heard so said the nobleman and that his persevering resentment of that injury was one of the few points which seemed to be a sort of heathenish virtue in him well continued chiffinch in manoeuvring to bring about this revenge which he hath laboured at many a day he hath discovered a treasure what in the isle of man said his companion assure yourself of it she is a creature so lovely that she needs but be seen to put down every one of the favourites from portsmouth and cleveland down to that threepenny baggage mistress nelly by my word chiffinch said my lord that is a reinforcement after the fashion of thine own best tactics but bethink thee man to make such a conquest there wants more than a cherry cheek and a bright eye there must be wit wit man and manners and a little sense besides to keep influence when it is gotten pshaw will you tell me what goes to this vocation said chiffinch here pledge me her health in a brimmer nay you shall do it on knees too never such a triumphant beauty was seen i went to church on purpose for the first time these ten years yet i lie it was not to church neither it was to chapel to chapel what the devil is she a puritan exclaimed the other courtier to be sure she is do you think i would be accessory to bringing a papist into favour in these times when as my good lord said in the house there should not be a popish manservant nor a popish maidservant not so much as a cat or dog left to bark or mew about the king but consider shiffy the dislikelihood of her pleasing said the noble courtier what old raleigh with his wit and love of wit his wildness and love of wildness he form a league with a silly scrupulous unideaed puritan not if she were venus thou knowest not of the matter answered chiffinch i tell thee the fine contrast between the seeming saint and falling sinner will give zest to the old gentleman's inclination if i do not know him who does her health my lord on your bare knee as you would live to be of the bedchamber i pledge you most devoutly answered his friend but you have not told me how the acquaintance is to be made for you cannot i think carry her to whitehall aha my dear lord you would have the whole secret but that i cannot afford i can spare a friend a peep at my ends but no one must look on the means by which they are achieved so saying he shook his drunken head most wisely
the villainous design which this discourse implied and which his heart told him was designed against alice bridgenorth stirred julian so extremely that he involuntarily shifted his posture and laid his hand on his sword-hilt chiffinch heard a rustling and broke off exclaiming hark zounds something moved i trust i have told the tale to no ears but thine i will cut off any which have drunk in but a syllable of thy words said the nobleman and raising a candle he took a hasty survey of the apartment seeing nothing that could incur his menaced resentment he replaced the light and continued well suppose the belle louise de queruel shoots from her high station in the firmament how will you rear up the downfallen plot again for without that same plot think of it as thou wilt we have no change of hands and matters remain as they were with a protestant courtesan instead of a papist little anthony can but little speed without that plot of his i believe in my conscience he begot it himself whoever begot it said chiffinch he hath adopted it and a thriving babe it has been to him well then though it lies out of my way i will play st peter again up with the other key and unlock the other mystery now thou speakest like a good fellow and i will with my own hands unwire this fresh flask to begin a brimmer to the success of thy achievement well then continued the communicative chiffinch thou knowest that they have long had a nibbling at the old countess of derby so ned was sent down he owes her an old account thou knowest with private instructions to possess himself of the island if he could by help of some of his old friends he hath ever kept up spies upon her and happy man was he to think his hour of vengeance was come so nigh but he missed his blow and the old girl being placed on her guard was soon in a condition to make ned smoke for it out of the island he came with little advantage for having entered it when by some means for the devil i think stands ever his friend he obtained information concerning a messenger whom her old majesty of man had sent to london to make party in her behalf ned stuck himself to this fellow a raw half-bred lad son of an old blundering cavalier of the old stamp down in derbyshire and so managed the swain that he brought him to the place where i was waiting in anxious expectation of the pretty one i told you of by st anthony for i will swear by no meaner oath i stared when i saw this great lout not that the fellow is so ill-looked neither i stared like like good now help me to a simile like st anthony's pig and it were sleek said the young lord your eyes shiffy have the very blink of one but what hath all this to do with the plot hold i have had wine enough you shall not balk me said chiffinch and a jingling was heard 
as if he were filling his comrade's glass with a very unsteady hand hey what the devil is the matter i used to carry my glass steady very steady well but this stranger why he swept at game and ragout as he would at spring beef or summer mutton never saw so unnurtured a cub knew no more what he ate than an infidel i cursed him by my gods when i saw chaubert's chef or d'oeuvres glutted down so indifferent a throat we took the freedom to spice his goblet a little and ease him of his packet of letters and the fool went on his way the next morning with a budget artificially filled with grey paper ned would have kept him in hopes to have made a witness of him but the boy was not of that metal how will you prove your letters said the courtier la you there my lord said chiffinch one may see with half an eye for all your laced doublet that you have been of the family of furnival's before your brother's death sent you to court how prove the letters why we have but let the sparrow fly with a string round his foot we have him again so soon as we list why thou art turned a very machiavel chiffinch said his friend but how if the youth proved restive i have heard these peak men have hot heads and hard hands trouble not yourself that was cared for my lord said chiffinch his pistols might bark but they could not bite most exquisite chiffinch thou art turned micer as well as patter canst both rob a man and kidnap him mitcher and patter what terms be these said chiffinch methinks these are sounds to lug out upon you will have me angry to the degree of falling foul robber and kidnapper you mistake verb for noun substantive replied his lordship i said rob and kidnap a man may do either once and away without being professional but not without spilling a little foolish noble blood or some such red-coloured gear said chiffinch starting up oh yes said his lordship all this may be without these dire consequences and as you will find to-morrow when you return to england for at present you are in the land of champagne chiffy and that you may continue so i drink thee this parting cup to line thy nightcap i do not refuse your pledge said chiffinch but i drink to thee in dudgeon and in hostility it is cup of wrath and a gauge of battle to-morrow by dawn i will have thee at point of fox wert thou the last of the seville's what the devil think you i fear you because you are a lord not so chiffinch answered his companion i know thou fearest nothing but beans and bacon washed down with bumpkin like beer adieu sweet chiffinch to bed chiffinch to bed so saying he lifted a candle and left the apartment and chiffinch whom the last draught had nearly overpowered had just strength enough left 
to do the same muttering as he staggered out yes he shall answer it dawn of day damn me it is come already yonder's the dawn no damn me tis the fire glancing on the cursed red lattice it is the smell of the brandy in this cursed room it could not be the wine well old rowley shall send me no more errands to the country again steady steady so saying he reeled out of the apartment leaving peveril to think over the extraordinary conversation he had just heard the name of chiffinch the well-known minister of charles's pleasures was nearly allied to the part which he seemed about to play in the present intrigue but that christian whom he had always supposed a puritan as strict as his brother-in-law bridgenorth should be associated with him in a plot so infamous seemed alike unnatural and monstrous the near relationship might blind bridgenorth and warrant him in confiding his daughter to such a man's charge but what a wretch he must be that could coolly meditate such an ignominious abuse of his trust in doubt whether he could credit for a moment the tale which chiffinch had revealed he hastily examined his packet and found that the sealskin case in which it had been wrapped up now only contained an equal quantity of waste paper if he had wanted farther confirmation the failure of the shot which he fired at bridgenorth and of which the wadding only struck him showed that his arms had been tampered with he examined the pistol which still remained charged and found that the ball had been drawn may i perish said he to himself amid these villainous intrigues but thou shalt be more surely loaded and to better purpose the contents of these papers may undo my benefactress their having been found on me may ruin my father that i have been the bearer of them may cost in these fiery times my own life that i care least for they form a branch of the scheme laid against the honour and happiness of a creature so innocent that it is almost sin to think of her within the neighbourhood of such infamous knaves i will recover the letters at all risks but how that is to be thought on lance is stout and trusty and when a bold deed is once resolved upon there never yet lacked the means of executing it his host now entered with an apology for his long absence and after providing peveril with some refreshments invited him to accept for his night quarters the accommodation of a remote hayloft which he was to share with his comrade professing at the same time he could hardly have afforded them this courtesy but out of deference to the exquisite talents of lance outram as assistant at the tab where indeed it seems probable that he as well as the admiring landlord did that evening contrive to drink nearly as much liquor as they drew but lance was a seasoned vessel on whom liquor made no lasting impression so that when peveril awaked that trusty follower at dawn he found him cool enough 
to comprehend and enter into the design which he expressed of recovering the letters which had been abstracted from his person having considered the whole matter with much attention lance shrugged grinned and scratched his head and at length manfully expressed his resolution well my naunt speaks truth in her old saw he that serves peveril mana be slack neither for weather nor yet for rack and then again my good dame was wont to say that whenever peveril was in a broil outram was in a stew so i will never bear a base mind but even hold a part with you as my fathers have done with yours for four generations whatever more spoken like a most gallant outram said julian and were we but rid of that puppy lord and his retinue we too could easily deal with the other three two londoners and a frenchman said lance i would take them in mine own hand and as for my lord seville as they call him i heard word last night that he and all his men of gilded gingerbread that looked at an honest fellow like me as if they were the oar and i the dross were all to be off this morning to some races or such like junketings about tutbury it was that brought him down here where he met this other civet cat by accident in truth even as lance spoke a trampling was heard of horses in the yard and from the hatch of their hayloft they beheld lord seville's attendants mustered and ready to set out as soon as he could make his appearance so ho master jeremy said one of the fellows to a sort of principal attendant who just came out of the house methinks the wine has proved a sleeping cup to my lord this morning no answered jeremy he hath been up before light writing letters for london and to punish thy irreverence thou jonathan shalt be the man to ride back with them and so to miss the race said jonathan sulkily i thank you for this good turn good master jeremy and hang me if i forget it farther discussion was cut short by the appearance of the young nobleman who as he came out of the inn said to jeremy these be the letters let one of the knaves ride to london for life and death and deliver them as directed and the rest of them get to horse and follow me jeremy gave jonathan the packet with a malicious smile and the disappointed groom turned his horse's head sullenly towards london while lord seville and the rest of his retinue rode briskly off in an opposite direction pursued by the benedictions of the host and his family who stood bowing and curtsying at the door in gratitude doubtless for the receipt of an unconscionable reckoning it was full three hours after their departure that chiffinch lounged into the room in which they had supped in a brocade nightgown and green velvet cap turned up with the most costly brussels lace he seemed but half awake 
and it was with drowsy voice that he called for a cup of cold small beer his manner and appearance were those of a man who had wrestled hard with bacchus on the preceding evening and had scarce recovered the effects of his contest with the jolly god lance instructed by his master to watch the motions of the courtier officiously attended with the cooling beverage he called for pleading as an excuse to the landlord his wish to see a londoner in his morning-gown and cap no sooner had chiffinch taken his morning draught than he inquired after lord seville his lordship was mounted and away by peep of dawn was lance's reply what the devil exclaimed chiffinch why this is scarce civil what off for the races with his whole retinue all but one replied lance whom his lordship sent back to london with letters to london with letters said chiffinch why i am for london and could have saved his express a labour but stop hold i begin to recollect damn can i have blabbed i have i have i remember it all now i have blabbed and to the very weasel of the court who sucks the yelk out of every man's secret furies and fire that my afternoons should ruin my mornings thus i must turn boon companion and good fellow in my cups and have my confidences and my quarrels my friends and my enemies with a plague to me as if any one could do a man much good or harm but his own self his messenger must be stopped though i will put a spoke in his wheel hark ye drawer fellow call my groom hither call tom beacon lance obeyed but failed not when he had introduced the domestic to remain in the apartment in order to hear what should pass betwixt him and his master hark ye tom said chiffinch here are five pieces for you what's to be done now i trow said tom without even the ceremony of returning thanks which he was probably well aware would not be received even in part payment of the debt he was incurring mount your fleet nag tom ride like the devil overtake the groom whom lord seville dispatched to london this morning lame his horse break his bones fill him as drunk as the baltic sea or do whatever may best and most effectively stop his journey why does the lout stand there without answering me dost understand me why ay master chiffinch said tom and so i am thinking doth this honest man here who need not have heard quite so much of your counsel and it had been your will i am bewitched this morning said chiffinch to himself or else the champagne runs in my head still my brain has become the very lowlands of holland a gill-cup would inundate it hark thee fellow he added addressing lance keep my counsel there is a wager betwixt lord seville and me which of us shall first have a letter in london here is to drink my health and bring luck on my side say nothing of it but help tom to his nag tom ere thou startest come for thy credentials 
i will give thee a letter to the duke of bucks that may be evidence thou wert first in town tom beacon ducked and exited and lance after having made some show of helping him to horse ran back to tell his master the joyful intelligence that a lucky accident had abated chiffinch's party to their own number peveril immediately ordered his horses to be got ready and so soon as tom beacon was dispatched towards london on a rapid trot had the satisfaction to observe chiffinch with his favourite chaubert mount to pursue the same journey though at a more moderate rate he permitted them to attain such a distance that they might be dogged without suspicion then paid his reckoning mounted his horse and followed keeping his men carefully in view until he should come to a proper place for the enterprise which he meditated it had been peveril's intention that when they came to some solitary part of the road they should gradually mend their pace until they overtook chaubert that lance outram should then drop behind in order to assail the man of spits and stoves while he himself spurring onwards should grapple with chiffinch but this scheme presupposed that the master and servant should travel in the usual manner the latter riding a few yards behind the former whereas such and so interesting were the subjects of discussion betwixt chiffinch and the french cook that without heeding the rules of etiquette they rode on together amicably abreast carrying on a conversation on the mysteries of the table which the ancient comus or a modern gastronome might have listened to with pleasure it was therefore necessary to venture on them both at once for this purpose when they saw a long tract of road before them unvaried by the least appearance of man beast or human habitation they began to mend their pace that they might come up to chiffinch without giving him any alarm by a sudden and suspicious increase of haste in this manner they lessened the distance which separated them till they were within about twenty yards when peveril afraid that chiffinch might recognize him at a nearer approach and so trust to his horse's heels made lance the signal to charge at the sudden increase of their speed and the noise with which it was necessarily attended chiffinch looked around but had time to do no more for lance who pricked his pony which was much more speedy than julian's horse into full gallop pushed without ceremony betwixt the courtier and his attendant and ere chaubert had time for more than one exclamation he upset both horse and frenchman more blue thrilling from his tongue as he rolled on the ground amongst the various articles of his occupation which escaping from the budget in which he bore them lay tumbled upon the highway in strange disorder while lance springing from his palfrey commanded his foeman to be still under no less a penalty than that of death if he attempted to rise before chiffinch could avenge his trusty follower's downfall his own bridle was seized by julian 
who presented a pistol with the other hand and commanded him to stand or die chiffinch though effeminate was no coward he stood still as commanded and said with firmness rogue you have taken me at surprise if you are highwaymen there is my purse do us no bodily harm and spare the budget of spices and sauces look you master chiffinch said peveril this is no time for dallying i am no highwayman but a man of honour give me back that packet which you stole from me the other night or by all that is good i will send a brace of balls through you and search for it at leisure what night what packet answered chiffinch confused yet willing to protract the time for the chance of assistance or to put peveril off his guard i know nothing of what you mean if you are a man of honour let me draw my sword and i will do you right as a gentleman should do to another dishonourable rascal said peveril you escape not in this manner you plundered me when you had me at odds and i am not the fool to let my advantage escape now that my turn is come yield up the packet and then if you will i will fight you on equal terms but first he reiterated yield up the packet or i will instantly send you where the tenor of your life will be hard to answer for the tone of peveril's voice the fierceness of his eye and the manner in which he held the loaded weapon within a hand's breadth of chiffinch's head convinced the last there was neither room for compromise nor time for trifling he thrust his hand into a side pocket of his cloak and with visible reluctance produced those papers and dispatches with which julian had been entrusted by the countess of derby they are five in number said julian and you have given me only four your life depends on full restitution it escaped from my hand said chiffinch producing the missing document there it is now sir your pleasure is fulfilled unless he added sulkily you design either murder or farther robbery base wretch said peveril withdrawing his pistol yet keeping a watchful eye on chiffinch's motions thou art unworthy any honest man's sword and yet if you dare draw your own as you proposed but now i am willing to give you a chance upon fair equality of terms equality said chiffinch sneeringly yes a proper equality sword and pistol against single rapier and two men upon one for chaubert is no fighter no sir i shall seek amends upon some more fitting occasion and with more equal weapons by backbiting or by poison base pander said julian these are thy means of vengeance but mark me i know your vile purpose respecting a lady who is too worthy that her name should be uttered in such a worthless ear thou hast done me one injury and thou seest i have repaid it but prosecute this farther villainy and be assured i will put thee to death 
like a foul reptile whose very slaver is fatal to humanity rely upon this as if machiavel had sworn it for so surely as you keep your purpose so surely will i prosecute my revenge follow me lance and leave him to think on what i have told him lance had after the first shock sustained a very easy part in this recontra for all he had to do was to point the butt of his whip in the manner of a gun at the intimidated frenchman who lying on his back and gazing at random on the skies had as little the power or purpose of resistance as any pig which had ever come under his own slaughter-knife summoned by his master from the easy duty of guarding such an unresisting prisoner lance remounted his horse and they both rode off leaving their discomfited antagonists to console themselves for their misadventure as best they could but consolation was hard to come by in the circumstances the french artist had to lament the dispersion of his spices and the destruction of his magazine of sauces an enchanter despoiled of his magic wand and talisman could scarce have been in more desperate extremity chiffinch had to mourn the downfall of his intrigue and its premature discovery to this fellow at least he thought i can have bragged none here my evil genius alone has betrayed me with this infernal discovery which may cost me so dear on all hands champagne had not to do if there be a flask left unbroken i will drink it after dinner and try if it may not even yet suggest some scheme of redemption and of revenge with this manly resolution he prosecuted his journey to london End of chapter twenty seven